you brought your Bibles, turn to John 15. John 15. John 15. I want to share with you verses 9 through 17. Share some thoughts with you this morning on a sermon that I've entitled, No Greater Love Than This. John 15, verse 9. As the Father hath loved me, Jesus speaking, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that you love one another." A few years ago, there was a football player by the name of Trevor Wackery. He was an offensive lineman for Division II in Mesa State in Grand Junction, Colorado. About midway through the season, Trevor was at practice one afternoon, and his pinky finger got caught in a jersey of a lineman. When the whistle blew... The lineman looked down to find this little finger bent in a horrible angle. The bone was sticking out of the skin. Most guys would have headed to the locker room, but not Trevor. He told the trainer, just tape it up. We've got to finish practice. The trainer finally convinced Trevor to go to the hospital. The doctors told him that he would, uh, they would need to insert pins and then repair the ligaments in order to make his finger look like a finger again and to function like a finger again. The prognosis was four months to heal and no football. No way, the senior said. This is my senior year. We've got to make this thing work. We can't, said the doctors. We can, said Trevor. We can cut it off. And then he explained, to have somebody to tell you that you've played your last game of football, I just wasn't going to let that happen. I couldn't do that to my teammates. I'd take a bullet for those guys. Or 
at least sacrifice the ability to button a, short, uh, a shirt easily or, or to hold a handful of M&Ms or to type the letter P on the keyboard. And so the doctors gave way to Trevor's request and they amputated his pinky. The question is, would you sacrifice a finger for the team? Well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't. (laughs) If you're honest, you wouldn't. Well, I don't know, Justin, he might. But majority of the people wouldn't sacrifice a finger. But what if the stakes were higher? Corporal Kyle Carpenter tells how on November the 21st, 2010, his squad was pushing into the Taliban stronghold to set up a a stronger U.S. Marine position. He doesn't even remember the attack. He doesn't remember throwing himself on a grenade in front of his buddy, Lance Corporal Nicholas Euphrasio. And so on June the 19th of this year, He'll receive the Medal of Honor. He's the 15th recipient of the military's highest award. We read about guys like that. We read how soldiers from all the wars have thrown themselves on grenades and jumped in front of arms fire in order to protect a buddy. We read about the accounts of the martyrs. And how people were willing all through history to sacrifice their lives for the sake of others or to, to uh, service, uh, uh, to give their life to a service or, or to, a, to a cause some way. To go beyond the call of duty, to sacrifice themselves. A pinky is one thing. Life is another thing. So the question is, what kind of love does it take to make the ultimate sacrifice? To go beyond the pinky. To go beyond giving your finger, but to go beyond giving your life, or go to the point of giving your life. What kind of team is worth that level of commitment? Look at verse 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. If anyone can teach us what it really means to take it for the team, or take one for the team, Jesus is that person. His words in John fifteen fifteen are, are spoken by Jesus in the shadow of the cross. In fact, Jesus spoke several times about what he was going to do on behalf of the whole team, not just his disciples, but humanity as a whole. Matthew and Mark, Jesus predicted that his, he predicted his death three times. John's gospel, he used the phrase, lay down my life. In John 10, he said, speaking of himself as the shepherd, He said, I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. John 10, verse 17 through 18. 
So first of all, you have one's willingness to lay down their life. But secondly, why lay it down? You lay it down, secondly, for the love of your friends. Now notice the reason that Jesus gives for him to have his own life cut off. It's the love for his friends. Now a friend is one who loves with a sacrificial love. It's more than a... It's more than an acquaintance. A friend is more than an acquaintance. A friend is is more than just a connection of a shared interest or shared goals like a football team. Friendship, like Jesus uses it, is grounded in a deeper love that uh, survives the end of football season. It goes beyond football season. You say, well, Brother Sammy, how do I obtain that self-sacrificing love? How can I have that? Well, God's love reaches out to you at the moment of salvation or at the time of salvation. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. That's that self-sacrificing love that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And after you receive that love into your life, that Savior, Jesus Christ, into your life, 1 John 5, 17 says that you're a new creature, a new creation. God begins to work mightily in your life. John 15, verse 9, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. So I want you to notice that as the Father, God the Father hath loved me, Jesus, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Uh, The King James says, continue you in my love. So then based on verse 9, Jesus' love for us was shaped by God's love for him. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. And then you go in love. As God as that love shaped and defined Jesus' life, God's love. It defined Jesus' life. It defined his ministry. So Jesus' love shaped and defined his disciples' life then and his disciples' life today. Look at verse 16. You have not chosen me. He uses the word chosen. The Holy Spirit, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, convicts us that we're sinners, Romans 3, 23. And that if we will repent of our sins, Acts 3, 19, and be converted, our sins will be blotted out. We put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for our salvation, and our sins will be forgiven, and we'll receive the free gift of eternal life, Romans 6, 23. And so a friend is one who loves in a sacrificial way. Jesus did that for us, and he tells us to love in the same way. Therefore, we must love sacrificially. You say, well, Brother Sammy, that's tough to do, to love sacrificially. It may be hard because we ourselves have not fully embraced the love that Jesus has given to us. Jesus loved us 
because he was loved by God, and we can do it because we've been loved by Jesus. God loved Jesus, Jesus loved us, and because Jesus loved us and he was loved by God, then we can love, sacrificially. So you have laying down one's life and laying down your life because you love a friend. And then let me just mention, begin sacrificing yourself today. Does that mean that I'm going to lay my life down today physically for Christ's sake? Well, I don't know. There's a possibility for that to happen, I guess. And as the future draws nearer, you'll see greater possibilities perhaps of that happening. But the point is, loving like Jesus loved will get you killed. And that's the teaching of John chapter 15. However, being, being willing to sacrifice yourself in love today is the most important thing. Love sacrificially today. Uh, if you can't give your whole life in love today... Give five hours of it. If you can't give your hard-earned money of $100 today, give $5 of it. Sacrifice, learn to sacrifice today. Live sacrificially today. Love, if you can't love your enemy today, love your neighbor today. Love the person you go to church with today. Learn to begin to sacrifice today in your love, if you, you know, the point is start somewhere today in loving sacrificially. There was this Christian traveling around the world and he was visiting different missions and missionaries. He was in one country and there out in the countryside he saw a boy pulling a plow while an old man held the plow handle. The Christian took a picture. Then he asked the missionary, I suppose they're very poor. And the missionary said, yes, they are. He said, when the missionary said, when the church was being built, they were eager to give, but they had no money. So they sold the only ox they had, and they gave the money to the church. And this spring, they're all pulling the plow themselves. Christian said, you know, that, that must be a real sacrifice. And the missionary said, no, they, they didn't look at it that way. They thought they'd been blessed that they had an ox to sell. You see, for Jesus, laying down his life meant a painful physical sacrifice. We may never be called on to do that. But there are a lot of other ways that we can lay down our lives that don't involve death or losing our pinky. We could be called on to lay down a personal ambition. We could be called on to give some hard-earned money that we have. We could be called on to give up a career in order to pursue a ministry in missions or some full-time ministry work with the gospel. But we can only do it 
if we have received this love that God loved Christ with and Christ loved us with and are told to love each other with. If you have that love, you'll be able to do it. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had just to focus this morning upon people who were willing to give the ultimate sacrifice, to pay, we say, the ultimate sacrifice. But yet then we turn to the Word and we find, Lord, where you gave and made the ultimate sacrifice. You were wounded for our transgressions. By your stripes we are healed. And Father, because you were willing to love us so much, You were willing to give your life in order that we could live eternally. And God loved you with a a special type of love, a sacrificial love. And you loved us with a sacrificial love. And you tell us to go and do the same way to, to those that are around us. Help us to start today to begin to sacrificially live and to love. So, Father, I pray for each person here, and I pray that those who are here who have never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, they don't have this love that the Bible's speaking of here, but they can today, and I pray that today as they receive Christ into their life and trust Him and only Him to be their Savior, that today they can begin living a sacrificial love for those that are around them. Be with us as Christians. Remind us how we're to live every day with that same type of love. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.